0: Listening to They Must Be Destroyed on Sight. The following podcast contains adult language, adult situations, and spoilers for the movies discussed, occur often. You've been warned. Now,
1: take it away, Dr. Rausch. They Must Be Destroyed on Sight.
0: welcome it is they must be destroyed on site episode 292 and i am your host lee you feel like ding dong i feel like watch dong russell (laughs) yeah it's gonna be be one of those folks um and you hear her laughing right now i'm joined by my lovely co-host it's with the most is lee ding dong much better than eat after famine much better than water after Thirsty Hardy. How you doing?
2: Yes, that is when the sex is the best. When you're entirely depraved.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've known you to be very depraved, yes. So I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll acquiesce to your expertise. But yeah, we are doing something that is kind of in our wheelhouse in a way because it's a movie that probably maybe five people who are still alive may have may have watched at some point in their lives and... Probably nobody else has heard of. It is when men carried clubs, and women played ding dong from 1971. A little Italian ditty that uh, we will get into uh, after a little while. But before we get into that, I will throw over to you, Mrs. Hardy, and uh, please tell Miss. the listeners. <laughs> That's right. I forget. Um, She's and-
2: not married.
0: Yeah, and and please. Please tell the uh, the listeners what you've uh, been watching lately.
2: Okay, so I've only seen the one movie, but I watched. I went to watch um, went in theaters to go see Barbie. Okay. Uh, intentionally went in theaters to go see. Barbie. I haven't been in theaters in forever. I don't usually go because um, I'm an anxious person. So one, I hate mm-hmm. driving. Two, I hate theaters. Uh, I usually wait till like the bitter end, like when they're about to. Remove a movie And it's usually just Action movies I go see Right So This is the first time I've seen a non-action movie In a Mm. very long time So anyways Went to go see the Barbie movie I freaking loved it Yeah I don't understand The freak out Of these people Being like It's so anti-men It's so anti-men It's not at all it's just an over exaggeration of everything because even with the men it was more putting in place the structure of someone who just doesn't know where to belong. And then when they find that comfort, they find that power it like it gets too much and they're like mm-hmm. trying so hard to keep it up and keep that appearance and try that stuff and then it uh, turns out they're just kind of like lost like trying to find their identity and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a, a common theme with a lot of men. I think that's something that happens. I can't specify exactly, but it was very like lightly touched because mm-hmm. this was more geared towards females and the complicated lives of being a female. It had Barbie perfectly set. Like, she was, Margot was stereotypical Barbie. Mm hmm. So she's absolutely stunning. She's like super friendly. She's just this amazing person, and you see this evolution of her when she realizes she's not happy with how she is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're gonna watch it. I don't want to give away too much. If you're gonna watch it,
0: I might at some point.
2: Okay, so I'm gonna give away a little bit. You uh, can. I, I'm,
0: I don't. I don't. I don't uh, care about spoilers when it comes to this one. So,
2: uh, so spoilers. There's one part where. Barbie feels like she just loses all her makeup, loses her clothes, loses like her fancy clothes, loses her hair. Like she looks like a very plain person.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And she says, um, "She's like, I just feel so ugly." And it was this teary-eyed moment where they had this background voice being like, "So the director would like to apologize." Using Margot Robbie is the worst example of this because Margot is <laughs> just so fucking stunning. Like, I was
0: about to say, "Oh, plain Margot Robbie." Oh, really? Okay. <laughs>
2: She's so freaking stunning. Like she's so beautiful, mm. and she did Barbie so well because she has that beautiful smile.
0: Yeah, she does have oh. a smile.
2: Yeah, and she has that. She just has that very bubbly personality. She's just fun. So yeah, they just that was just really funny. I thought that was hilarious. There was a lot of jokes about sexism,
1: mm-hmm. like
2: just how it is. And it, honestly, it was just more like talking about how Barbie kind of lost its uh, voice because everyone kind of sexualized Barbie when it wasn't meant to be sexualized. It was meant to be like showing women that they could be whatever they wanted to be. Like in the 60s, in the 70s, like they had all these different kinds of Barbie, like Barbie goes to sprays, Barbie's president, Barbie writes a book, Barbie does this. And it's just all these things of making women believe that they could be. And it was just this force of... Her just being seen as a blonde bimbo instead. So, really cool. Explain the kind of history of Barbie as well. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely a tear-dricker. A uh, guy that I, one of my friends, I he came with me and he's like, there's so many parts, just got me. He started mm-hmm. crying. And you have um, Alan, the discontinued one, who was in the Barbie world and kind oh, yeah. of explained like how he just did not feel a part of anything. So, that was kind of, uh, he was. I wish they had a little bit more of him, but then again, it played the joke of Alan, where he just, he was just a meh character. Yeah. Um, The
0: one thing I thought. uh, Sorry to interrupt you there, but I guess the central conceit of it is that there is this fantasy Barbie world where the dolls actually live and exist. It's almost like a different dimension or something, right? And then like Barbie comes into our world, essentially, and becomes like a real girl, becomes a real girl, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah
2: there's a a riff so barbie it's hilarious so barbie every day is the same thing barbie has this world that she lives where everything's perfect everything's her dream house her everything everything's the same every day and then one day she wakes up and uh oh my god it's just so good it's so good how they do it but everything just doesn't go good and the funniest thing is like you see at the beginning Uh, Barbie takes off her shoes and of course you know how Barbie's never flat footed except for like one gymnastic Barbie but takes off her shoes and she's still in the the point foot Mm -hmm. and then the next time when everything goes wrong for her she takes off her shoes and she just goes flat footed Mm
1: -hmm.
2: (laughs) and then they make a comment saying or she makes a comment because she's wearing heels and she's like if my feet were actually made like this why would I wear these shoes (laughs) just laughing (laughs) because we love our shoes Barbie (laughs) yeah Um, But yeah, so that's when she goes and gets help from Weird Barbie. Weird Barbie explains to her that there's some sort of rift between the person that's playing with you and your life, and somehow you guys are, like, connected. So then Barbie tries to fix it. She goes into the real world. Ken joins her. Ken sees, because Ken is seen as just, like, beach Ken. Like, that's all he is, is beach Ken. Okay. And he doesn't really have purpose. So then when he comes to the real world, he sees how men is just overpowering the world. So he brings mm-hmm. that back to Barbie world and then Barbie has to try and say Barbie world. Yeah, it's just, it's a really heartwarming movie. I, I don't see, there's no real hate on for anybody. I don't think there's a mockery towards men at all. There's some, for sure, there's some jokes, but like, there's some towards women as well. Like, it's just really fucking sensitive to think that this is like an anti-man movie.
0: Most of that narrative is just the usual fucking idiots like ben shapiro and stuff are using this to you know get views and money like they don't actually care at all about any of what's in the movie
2: yeah well he saw it and like he did this whole thing and i'm like you have like i said you have to be really fucking sensitive and really looking to be like oh well that's so offensive to men
0: and also yeah and also i i suspect ben shapiro is very sensitive about it because he's a failed hollywood Guy. Like he 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 wanted to make it in Hollywood and he failed. Like a lot of those right wing grifters that you see that, now that are talking heads, a lot of them tried to make it in Hollywood and couldn't. Not and not yeah. because not because Hollywood's so liberal. It's just because they suck.
2: Yeah. I could totally see that. They wouldn't take any direction for anybody because they're too good. Um so oh, two yeah. things that I'd like to bring up. One is that Barbie is about to hit one billion uh for their um central release. Mm-hmm. And the second thing I'd like to mention is that there is a Barbie who the actor is trans. So trans female. And what had happened was they did not do this intentionally. The person went in for an audition. She went in for an audition and she got the part because of who she was they found mm-hmm. out afterwards that she was trans and they're like well that's cool it was nothing intentional it was just uh you fit the part we want you and i think that's so fucking awesome and that needs to be more like if you fit the part you should be able to do it type thing not
0: mm-hmm.
2: well you're not exactly like 100% what we're looking for and everything right it just uh she auditioned that she did a good job she, this is what they wanted and she got the part so cool. I thought that was very, very cool. And then that she's trans is fucking awesome. Like- yeah.
0: And that just makes the frothing idiots even more mad, which is, is great.
2: Try pointing out the trans female in that movie. That's all I have to say. All the women are stunning. Like all the. Boys. Oh, you
0: you know how many of those right wing guys who are are so anti trans just really want to fuck trans people? Like they secretly just want to fuck trans people. It's the same thing with you know it's all so the right wing. Same thing with all the right wing people who are like in denial about their own homosexuality. It's the same kind of thing.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: it's
2: anyways. Great movie. Love it. Recommend it definitely watch a watch. I think you would enjoy cool. it cuz there's a lot of just clever use of life in general and the jokes so, they make.
0: So the only question now is are you going to watch Oppenheimer? I am not. Okay. <laughs> I don't reason... think I don't think I'm going to watch it either. I had no interest in that fucking movie.
2: The only reason is cuz I heard about it and I cannot do movies like that nothing's said against that it supposedly it's a really good movie and people are really enjoying mm-hmm. it i just don't have the patience to watch it
0: <laughs> yeah I, honestly i did, i don't i've been reading up on it and it's like i don't know if i have the patience for it either it just feels like okay a guy who who, who helped build the thing that could possibly destroy the entire earth feels a little sad about it like okay
2: I guarantee you, it's probably a great movie. Honestly, probably. probably like a really interesting movie, and it is doing not nearly as well as Barbie. About half the success, maybe a little less than Barbie. But
0: <laughs> uh, well, maybe if maybe if Oppenheimer had some more gay people in it, huh? Hollywood. <laughs>
2: That's probably what they're saying. Oh, it is trans feminist. Blah, 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 blah. There was a a meme that I read where it said. Uh, for Oppenheimer, to go see Oppenheimer, you have to have like a 3.9 GPA. You have to understand this, this, uh... this, this. Hold on, I'm not doing it. You have to do this, this. For Barbie, all you need to do is go with a girl. And at the bottom, it says, like, so Oppenheimer is the easier movie to go see. And it just made me
1: laugh. (laughs) I was like,
2: that's cute. That's clever. I like that.
0: (laughs) And probably so true to life when it comes to the people criticizing the Barbie movie.
2: We had uh, a group. So it was five of us. And there was three guys and two girls. Mm -hmm. And it's going to sound so funny. But anyways, two of them were um, straight. And says mm-hmm. like just identifies as just straight males, and then the one was like, gay, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then there's two of us, and it just made me laugh. I'm like, oh, this is like an unusual combination. Like it's just you would expect. Usually it's okay, yeah, boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, whatever, like that kind of stuff, like the stereotypical mm-hmm. or like the the token like gay friend that goes and sees it, right? But we had a nice variety.
0: You had a cornucopia. Yep. Yeah.
2: It was very fun. I enjoyed it.
0: Oh, cool. I'm things. All right, I'll I'll mention a couple of things uh, that I watched uh, lately that are probably a lot less politically charged than uh, <laughs> than Barbie is right now. So I watched The Devil's Nightmare from 1971. This is a uh, sexy Euro horror movie. It stars Erica Blanc, who is this gorgeous fucking redhead back in the day who starred in a bunch of stuff like this. And it's basically all these people get stuck they're on a tour and they get stuck in this old castle and there's a succubus and the succubus uh, is of course, Erica Blanc and super sexy. And she goes around picking them off. And basically the, every victim represents um, a different sin in the seven deadly sins. So she uses their sin against them to pick them off. So it's not a traditional succubus where it's just like, Oh, I'm just going to fuck all of you to death. And, and she's more of like a demon that like, you know, brings an ironic twist to your death or, or whatever and it's just a lot of fun it, it's it's beautifully shot uh, well acted the women in it are attractive there's plenty of boobies <laughs> around in it uh, sure you know <laughs> yeah and, and it's and it's just a lot of fun and it's got a couple good twists in it and you know uh, all the all the dudes are like interesting European male faces and yeah it, it was it was a it was a pleasant surprise it was just one of these ones I'd, I'd never gotten around to and thoroughly enjoyed it. So that's really good. Recently, continuing to stream for uh, some of our uh, mutual friends, we got to the third movie in the Lone Wolf and Cub series. And this is Baby Cart to Hades from 1972. And uh, this was fun. It um, I don't know if I like it as much as the first two, but I do appreciate it. Like, it tries to go a little deeper. Like, our, uh, our assassin, Lone Wolf, he gets... Involved in like some sort of like samurai code politics stuff because he he witnesses a uh, a former samurai uh, commit a murder and try to cover it up and so that's that's a sticking plot point and then he, get, he gets involved in uh, yakuza business and there's like a whole honor code thing there that he has to sort of uh, juggle at one point he he uh, offers himself up for torture. In order to buy a prostitute out of becoming a, a prostitute in servitude to the yakuza, so uh, he gets like the shit kicked out of him and stoically takes it in order to uh, make sure this this woman doesn't get sold into prostitution. And also the the little kid he's he's talking now a little bit more and he's he's using even more gadgets on the cart. And there's like this big showdown where. The uh, cart has more gadgets than James Bond's car does. He fights like this, like this, basically an army at that at the point with the cart and the kid, and and uh, it's pretty badass. And it's got the usual blood sprays everywhere and limbs being chopped off. And unfortunately, it's got a couple rapes in it, which I, which I wasn't a fan of. Less rapes, more you know consensual sex between him and some hot lady. Just go back to that. That's way better. But uh, other than that, yeah. But other than that, good movie. Really liked it. And the last one I'll mention, and I just watched this this morning when I got off work, Deadstream from 2022. It's on Shudder. It's a Shudder original. And it's a, uh, I guess you could call it a found footage film in, in a sense, because I guess this footage is probably technically... Oh, it's recorded off the Internet after it happened. But it's about this uh, guy who's like your typical PewDiePie type YouTube streamer, like really fucking annoying, Mm -hmm. like, you know, always trying to get views and uh, trying to increase engagement to his audience and stuff. But he has like a uh, scandal that loses him a lot of viewers. So he's trying to get them back. And his latest stunt to get them back is to go into a legit haunted house and spend the night there. And so, of course, the setup is he's live streaming. So he's got, like, GoPros set up. He's got one on his head and shit. He's got, like, a big iPad set up so he can, like, he can monitor his stream. And he's got all these cameras set up that he can monitor from his iPad. And so he goes in this house. And before too long, like, it it does take a little while to build up some suspense. Like, oh, shit, there definitely is something going on in this house. And it is very creepy. And he encounters some ghosts. Best thing about it is surprise surprise it goes in an even different direction than you expect because it's actually funny it's quite funny you're funny, <laughs> uh, you're funny. it's kind of like a evil dead movie uh, halfway through because he, he starts encountering these ghosts but they're more like fucking deadites from evil dead and there's that slapstick sam raimi kind of nature to it because they keep attacking him and they're they're like they're ghosts but they're flesh and so he can attack them back and eventually he starts fighting back and there's all kinds of fun gore gags and stuff like that. And I quite liked it. I was just like, I had no expectations for this. I just kind of went into it blind and loved it. Big recommendation for that one. I liked it quite a bit.
2: Sounds interesting.
0: Yeah. I think you would like it actually. Cause it, it moves really fast. It's only, it's only an hour and like 80 minutes and, and, or not an hour and 80 minutes, uh, I mean hour and 20 minutes <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, 80 minutes um, and uh, yeah, and like the the guy he, he plays a good irritating YouTube type personality but he's not too irritating that he's super grating and also he kind of just deserves all the rotten things that happen to him, so you kind of just enjoy watching him get his karma, you know his comeuppance, so yeah, really good stuff, really good stuff all right, we're going to take a quick break, play some uh, podcast promo, music, all that stuff, and uh, jazz. all that jazz. And all I got to say about it is this
1: Our actions are controlled by electronic computers, not by human emotions. <gasps> Motion Picture Massacre. Fuck you. We talk about exploitation movies, grindhouse movies, fucking cult movies, horror movies, okay? We don't talk about fucking romantic comedies over here. We're not talking about fucking Sandra Bullock or some shit. We're talking about good movies, the kind that people like to watch. Yeah!
0: When men carry clubs and women play ding dong. Believe it or not, I have a trailer for this fucker. <laughs>
1: you <laughs> Then make done as often as you want to, all day long. Oh, man, say we turn the village! Females, listen to me. Stop being like sheep. Are you glad your husbands are always away fighting wars? No. Hear my proposed plan, then. All women go to the sacred mountains. Oh, these scared animals around make get ferocious. Why ask me that question? Because you carry a stick so long and heavy. Ding dong, much better than everything I know. The person who can offer this daughter of Hog to Virgin Listra has the right to take her home and marry her. Oh not daughter of Hog, Listra. <laughs> Dop 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 dop
0: Directed by Bruno Corbucci, uh, brother of the more famous Sergio Corbucci. Uh, He's got 55 directing credits and 148 writing credits to his name. He's probably most famous with his uh, collaborations with the actor Thomas Milian, especially the uh, Nico Giraldi series, uh, which was a more comedic take on the uh, sort of crime movies coming out of Italy at the time, the Policioteskis. So like the entire series he did with him that like stretched from, I think the early seventies, right into the early eighties titles, like the cop in blue jeans, hit squad, the gang that sold America, Crime on the Highway, and Cop and Drag. He also did some stuff with uh, Bud Spencer in Million. He did uh, Thieves and Robbers. He uh, did a uh, Bud Spencer Terrence Hill film, Miami Super Cops. And he also did a Bud Spencer uh, single adventure with Aladdin, which uh, isn't very good. Writers here, Fabio Pitero. Pitoru, mm. something along those lines I tell you. yeah he worked on a couple interesting things uh the night evelyn came out of the grave the red queen killed seven times and also massimo Filosati, who did stuff like violence for kicks the night evelyn came out of the grave strip nude for your killer and bruno Cabucci of course wrote on this as well this is starring antonio sobato as ari um He made his big sort of start in acting, got noticed at least, in uh, Grand Prix from 1966. Then he just basically went on to have this long career of mostly European genre stuff. Beyond the Law, Hate for Hate, One Dollar Too Many, Twice a Judas. He was in Barbarella, Seven Bloodstained Orchids, Violence for Kicks, and Escape from the Bronx, which we've covered. And he is the father of Antonio Sabato Jr., who also has had a pretty lengthy and steady career. Probably some stuff slightly better than his father, but, you know, kind of a... I do some TV and some small movies here and there kind of career. Uh, We got Aldo Giuffre as uh, Gott. The one credit of his that stood out was The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, but he's got like 140 or something like that. Vittorio Caparilli as Grand Prof. He we covered him in the libertine. He was in the boss, a couple of uh, sex comedies from Italy, uh, Giovanno Nonna Long Thigh, and Mania and the School Teacher, and also other stuff like Shoot First, Die Later, and Rulers of the City. Uh, we got Nadia Cassini as Listra. Uh, she was in I think like an off-brand Emmanuel film, like not of the official series, but Emmanuel Silver Tongue. Uh, she was in Star Crash later on, and uh, also, strangely enough, she's got two credits with the late Tupac Shakur, because yeah. she was in two, two of his music videos, uh, How Do You Want It and California Love Version 2, so there you go, yeah. We got Howard Ross as M.A.S.H., Five dollars for an August Moon, The Boss, The Killer Reserve, Nine Seats. Five Women for the Killer, Werewolf Women, The Pajama Girl Case, and New York Ripper, Ilio Pandolfi as Lano, Lucurita Love as Lella, and she was the reason for this movie. Uh, That was uh, Lee's pick. And Pia Giancaro as B, who showed up in stuff like The Return of Sabata, The Red Queen Killed Seven Times, and finally Gisela Han as Sissy, and she was in They Call Me Trinity, Long Live Your Death, uh, Rulers of the City, Disco Fever. Uh, we covered her in uh, Contamination, and she showed up in a Bud Spencer film, Banana Joe. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, synopsis here. Prehistoric cave stud Ari wins lovely virgin Lystra, like she's a virgin, right, in a pig catching contest, but their attempts at Ding Dong keep getting interrupted by idiot battles between his tribe, the cave dwellers, and their neighbors, the lake dwellers. Annoyed that hubby would rather make war than Ding Dong, Lystra organizes the women of both tribes to go on strike and abstain Ding Dong until the men stop fighting. It all happens back in the days when men carried clubs and women played Ding Dong, an Italian Stone Age comedy based on the Creek classic lististrada and filled with shapely cave women sporting 70s hairstyles, a gay caveman with the hots for the hero, a title tune that will follow you forever, and of course, plenty of old-fashioned Ding Dong. Uh, yeah, I'll just mention, um, so the the play this is this is based on, Lista Strata is... Uh, Aristophanes, a a Greek writer who is like, I guess, a comedic writer, wrote this, and it's basically an ancient Greek comedy originally performed in classical Athens in 411 BC. It's a comedic account of a woman's extraordinary mission to end the Peloponnesian War between Greek city-states by denying all men of the land any sex, which was the only thing they truly and deeply desired. So the uh, title character persuades the women of the warring cities to withhold sexual privileges from their husbands and lovers, as means of forcing the men to negotiate peace a strategy however that inflames the battle between the sexes so yeah (laughs) i'll get more into like where this kind of sits in this sort of caveman genre when we get into it but i'll I'll throw over to you first there uh lady lee what what are your general thoughts on this it's bad it's pretty bad isn't it it's
2: really bad It's, it's like the acting's terrible Mm-hmm. it's hilarious because they enlisted the the virgin as someone who has like fake boobs nothing <laughs> against fake boobs it was just a very obvious like she was not a virgin
0: type we thing. we should think? well we should say all the women in this are t- and typical with like italian sex comedies especially all the women in this are incredibly gorgeous like beyond oh,
2: absolutely stunning like mm-hmm. they're all they're all insanely attractive. They're all beautiful. And they're all hitched up with these, like, horrendous, hideous men.
0: Yeah, like, all, all, a- all the men are, like, outside of Anto- uh, Antonio Sabata, all the men are, like, ugly, troglodyte-looking dudes. And even Antonio Sabata is not that great of a dude once you get to know him. So it's, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: it's, um, one, I fucking hate the whole idea of uh, virgin. Mm-hmm. like I really 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 hate that thing because it's only meant for women it's not meant for men it's really disgusting too I know this is an older movie so whatever I just I hate it I hate it so much when I, every time I hear like oh you're gonna fight for this virgin and that's like oh you're gonna get married right afterwards like once you catch the pig like that's it your husband and wife like it's
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's um it's gross
1: <laughs> it is
2: um it, and at the beginning when they have this like psychic connection like I want you to win I'm gonna win for you <laughs> like, it's like, okay, cool. We know who's going to win it. Um, and then they're all fighting for each other's women at some point. And then like, cause they all each want a virgin. And then they're like, Oh, you got to switch this virgin and that virgin. And like, they're trying to trade like the wife who fucks everybody. Like,
0: Oh, you, you picked up anything. on even more than I did.
2: <laughs> I, I had a hard time. It was really hard. It was, it was as if like they had a storyline and it went on and then chaos happened. And then all of a sudden they're like back to a, a storyline again. Mm-hmm. And then it just gets really weird with these really weird cuts of different things that happen. And some of the cuts are not even smoothly done. They're just like, oh shit, fuck it. Let's just add this on. Yeah.
0: I feel like, I feel like there's like stuff cut out of this, the, the version we watched. Like, it feels like some of it, I, I don't know if the filmmakers, because I, I will say when, when I get into it, um, I don't think. The film is necessarily bad on the technical level, given what it is. But keep going.
2: <laughs> there's some parts that make me laugh. Like, obviously, I understand that there's a lack of understanding when it comes to um, gender expression and sexuality. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give him a pass on that like the the person but like as soon as he uh, drank i guess it was like the oil or whatever it was and he turned into a man that was straight i was like yeah fuck you and there was no point to that part either because as long as if they gave it to other men to like make a manly or anything like that they just had this funny thing where they cured gay in this case the person <sighs> would be trans but uh,
1: uh.
0: It, it was there yeah there is some very cringy uh anti like honestly just flat-out homophobia in this film that like it's played for laughs you have this obvious gay character who where you know wears his hair in pigtails Mm -hmm. so you know obviously coded as more feminine and the whole thing is oh the women don't want to fuck the dudes anymore it's my lucky day now i get to hang out with the dudes and try to seduce them more and that's kind of what he does throughout most of the movie and he almost seems like he gets Anton- Antonio Sabata at one point, but mm-hmm. then he just clubs him on the head and steals his like scarf or necklace or whatever, and then uses that to pretend to be a female and sneak into the female camp, and then ends up in a three way with uh, with his chick and the uh, the uh, the cave woman with the amazing red afro, which mm-hmm. is <laughs> I was like, damn, that's quite the uh, yeah.
2: Ugh, that was so like ugh. and then and then the 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 one I can't remember. There were so many characters that just kept flying by. I couldn't
0: keep track of them. I the couldn't. one that
2: was like I guess the other one that was gay that went and tried to take a female and rape her but it couldn't rape her because his dick was soft?
0: Yeah, there was something about his wife or his partner or whatever was like a witch that was taking away his potency or something like that. Cause he, every once in a while you'd notice his vote, his voice would change. Right. He would, he'd have yeah. he, he, when he's trying, he have a gruff voice, but every time, every once in a while he'd slip back to, Oh, you guys go there, you do this. So like, the, I, I think the idea is like, like, his cave shrunk his balls, or something like that. Like she's a witch totally or something. I totally
2: miss that fucking part. She, like,
0: I, there's something about there's something in the movie about her being kind of like a prehistoric like shamaness of some sort. Or it's it, it comes out of nowhere because when we finally get to the scene where uh, he breaks up with her or whatever, is like who is this again? I don't remember her throughout the rest of the movie. Okay, whatever, it, it's fine.
2: I was so confused. I was so confused. It just. The movie um, went all over the place. where it, And another thing, too, I don't know why it is. Every time there's a movie made about this kind of stuff, even TV series, they have these stunningly gorgeous white wives that are, like, wildly horny, and these men don't want anything to do with them.
0: It is a trope you see in sex com. Like, recently I just released a uh, episode of Blood in the Tracks covering 1970s sex comedies.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Super prevalent in British sex comedies and Italian sex comedies at the time. Men who are afraid of sex, don't want sex, avoid sex. And these are and also usually they're schlubby looking kind of like losers, but always have the most beautiful, attractive women just throwing their clothes off and jumping into their arms, basically short of trying to rape them and sometimes just trying to rape them. And like this was a trope in sex comedies at the time. It was it was it was a thing. I don't I don't get why. I don't I don't understand why. Other than it's just a male fantasy, kind of like, hey, I can identify this guy because I'm a schlub too. It wouldn't be great if like hot women were throwing themselves at me. But I
2: had a hot wife and I could just reject all the time.
1: Yeah,
0: and I you know, and I guess the idea of like if you if you have it, then you you don't want it anymore, like. I
1: don't know. I don't. I know. don't, know. Yeah, I
0: don't, I don't understand that, because man, again, every woman in this is beautiful, and I would not be. Wi- I would not have time to wage war with the other tribe. I would be too busy, like fucking, all the time. Especially, yeah. con- especially considering the women are all super horny. Like they're all like they're they're all willing to go along with this. Oh yes, uh, they'll play like uh, sports in order to win our with us as virginity. wives and stuff yeah, so they can take our virginity because we're just so fucking horny we want we, we don't care well we'll we'll go along with it it's it's so weird you got anything else uh, initial you want to you want to talk about uh
2: it's it's just i don't even know it's just like irritating i get it i knew it was gonna be bad i knew it was gonna be a sex comedy i knew all that stuff but like it wasn't even funny like yeah there are some things that action sequences that happen that got like a little bit of a giggle or like ah that's mm-hmm. funny but in general, it was it was really insulting towards women. It was really insulting towards men. It was just really insulting towards gays and trans mm-hmm. and any sort of like identity that's not straight. Um,
0: well, can I can I give people like three real quick examples of like the level of humor in this film? Yes. Okay, so the first big joke that happens is so so that the whole thing is uh, there's this lake tribe and this cave tribe right the lake tribe decides we're not going to give the cave tribe water anymore for whatever reason and so the whole thing is like the lake uh, the the cave tribe is like well, we've run out of water we can't get water anymore and their big chief is supposed to be this big intellectual who you know thinks of things thinks well if hey the body produces water when we piss so let's all piss in this big giant bowl and then we'll drink it, and then then they go. And f- at first, I thought they were going to be like, "Oh, they're going to make the gay guy drink the water." But they the, did gay make the
2: gay guy drink the water. Oh no, okay.
0: but he didn't drink it though.
2: That's no, the thing. He was smart. He
0: yeah, he tricked them, and they uh huh they drink their pee. There's the uh-huh. joke, uh-huh. and then there's this other joke where uh, and this this surprised me. I even messaged you about this one. So a caveman suspects his wife is cheating on him. And he discovers a glory hole in their hut, and then so what he does is he finds a, a, a stick that fits in the glory hole, and then goes around chasing the men in the tribe, measuring their penises to the stick to find out I thought who it was, was like
2: the... the height of the penis. No, it, it, it was, was like
0: the, the it was like it was like the, the it was like it was, it was like the circumference of the glory hole. Oh, he's... I thought
2: he was like had had the sticks. The way he looked, it looked like he was like measuring the height from like where it was. So when you put your penis in the hole, oh, maybe,
0: maybe I, 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 I could be, right, I, I, I could be no, mistaken. Like the, I think the... you're right
2: though, because like they make a joke after where the other guy, the actual guy who comes and fucks her, he can't fit in the hole. So you might be right.
0: Yeah, could could Again, be. Again, I
2: was I was not paying attention as much as I
0: should. Have. Well, it, and, and also, we should say it, it was hard to like follow this. Also, because like the like, there's no real good quality version of this out there that I can find. Yeah. So the the version that I uploaded for us to watch, it's the sound quality is really bad. Like some at some points, you can't really understand what oh,
2: fuck. Even I had the subtitles on, but it's YouTube subtitles.
0: Oh, really? It generated subtitles for you. Yeah, okay, it was cool. really
2: bad. <laughs> it was probably better <laughs> off without because I was like, oh, I'm getting lost trying to read these subtitles now.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: Anyways, go on sorry um, so yeah searching for the guy with the penis mm-hmm. to find- and
0: and yeah in the other and the other one at one point they discovered this pristine white horse like just walks into their like encampment or whatever and then they try to decide whether it's an animal or a person or whatever at first and then they check out its dick <laughs> they check out his dick oh it's obviously a male and then then they ride it the wrong way. The guy gets on it the wrong way and gets bucked off the horse. And then the horse basically kicks the fuck out of the entire tribe. Th- this is the level of the humor in this one. Like it, it's very base, slapstick, cartoonish violence. Just like a lot of that shit in this that is distracting from the fact that you have all these beautiful women in there in this and you're not getting them naked nearly enough, even though there's a lot of nudity in this.
1: There's
2: tons of nudity in this movie. Yeah,
0: but not enough.
2: <laughs> not enough right nudity.
0: <laughs> yeah, and not and not enough fucking either. Like honestly, it, it's it's super softcore, like it's like it's to the point where it's not even a softcore movie. It's it's I I uh categorize it as a nudie cutie basically. it's it's just like naked women w- running around. Whenever they go to have sex, the thing cuts away. So it's like it, you don't even get anything like that from this movie really.
2: It's um it's uh, it's just like trying way too hard to be like a like a taboo movie or something. like it's just trying so hard to try and hit all those categories and be funny while trying to be risky, but like realistically, it's just bad like it's I,
0: just... I I was confused because like sometimes it, it it you know it plays it like it's super innocent and like goofy yeah. about stuff, but then some of the dialogue, I could have swore I heard at one point someone say like pussy and or or get fucked or something like along those lines like i i could have swore i heard some like you know modern quote-unquote dirty language when it comes to sex and then there's all this innuendo otherwise but i I didn't understand what was going on half the time
2: like the fact that we had the bad quality in general like kind of threw Mm -hmm. us off just because it was hard to understand so you miss some stuff you might have missed some jokes you might have missed some uh, key points probably because like all of a sudden you get into the next part and you're like where does this? Why is this the here? Like, what is this purpose of this? Why am I in this scene now? Like, I don't understand. Like, I just you just got so like discombobulated watching this movie because I just feel like I jumped from here to here to here to here with no real smooth transition either.
0: Right. Uh, and I'll, I'll speak. I'll speak about that for a second. Um, so I, I actually think I, I really like how it opens. It opens with some energy. It's like immediately. The band playing the opening title song. Yeah, yeah. It, and like that's cool. Like this, pl- it starts off like it's a music video of cavemen in it or something. Mm-hmm. Like oh, that's fun. And everyone's dancing around. They're getting ready for their their catch the pig in the mud pit game, so they can take the pig up. And by the way, that poor pig. That yeah, I I I know there's shots of them holding the pig when it's live. I was hoping it, like it was a dead pig they were throwing, but. It's an Italian movie in the 1970s. I'm pretty sure they were throwing a real pig. I think
2: there are some points where it wasn't because you saw they weren't actually shooting the pig in general. Mm. Because usually if it's something that's real, they'll just stick on it. So this one, I think, because they didn't have something they could do with that with, um, especially since pigs are rather heavy. So I think they got something else, and that's why they shot away. But... That last scene where he gives the girl the pig, a pig as a prize, that pig was like, get me the fuck out of here.
0: Right. Yeah. Like, it, was... it was
2: freaking the fuck out.
0: Yeah. I think they put way more money in this than they should have, honestly. Well, when I think about this, if this is cleaned up into like Blu-ray quality or something like that, I feel like this movie would look really good. Cause it just the eighteenth, you know, generation VHS version we watched. I can tell there's like good colors in here and it's got all kinds of beautiful bodies to look at.
2: And there's some really good stunt scenes too. Like mm -hmm. I know obviously it's lower budget, so not amazing, but they're still really good.
0: Yeah. And this is a caveman movie without any like dinosaurs or special effects like that in it. Like they used all their money where they, where it counted, I guess like they didn't try to make like a fake dinosaur or shit like that. Yeah, I will explain like where this, this sort of comes out of, right? Like, so this whole prehistoric genre Up until like mm, 1940s, it wasn't like a super prevalent one. Like you had some silent films like Man's Genesis and Brute Force and the Dinosaur and the Missing Link and uh, Buster Keaton's Three Ages and uh, silent adaptation of the uh, Lost World in 1925. Those those were all kind of around in that era. Then it takes until 1940 for. 1 million BC for, uh, you know, a serious return to this kind of prehistoric genre. And and then, you know, some movies in between that, like some B movies and stuff like that. And then there was the Raquel Welch movie, 1 million years BC. And you've obviously seen the, at some point must've seen the picture of her in the, like the fur bikini, the redhead oh, Raquel yeah. Welch. Yeah. And that was like a hammer film at the time from 67 uh, or 66, and then they made a couple more of these. And this is kind of where this, at this point, this sort of uh, offshoot came from. So, you know, the Italians, and you know this, have having watched so many Italian films at this point, they rip off anything that's popular.
1: Yeah. And so, and <laughs> yeah. so
0: this genre is becoming popular. But the thing is, this is an Italian ripoff of an, another Italian ripoff. Oh, geez. So, so there was another Italian ripoff film in 1970 called When Women Had Tails. And this is a ripoff of that. And then there was a sequel to When Women Have Tails called When Women Lost Their Tails. And so this is like a third generation copy of probably the most famous of these sort of movies with, you know, sexy Raquel Welch running around in a bikini. And in this genre, you know, it continued on. It kind of died in the 80s because uh, they started making more realistic caveman movies like they made Quest for Fire and uh, clan of the cave bear and ice man and stuff like that where it's like what were neanderthals and stuff really like etc cetera, etc cetera. and and then now when you see these kind of movies you generally see movies that are like this one except for they're actually full on softcore sex movies like dinosaur island or dinosaur valley girls or teenage cave girl uh bikini girls on dinosaur planet so like this this uh somehow this kind of thing still exists today. (laughs) I don't know I don't understand. Other than hot chicks.
2: I think you could like make a funny sex comedy out of this. Mm -hmm. Especially with everything going on now. You absolutely could make something that is fun that kind of hits a lot of points. But this one was not at all anywhere at any point of anything. Like even the ending.
0: (laughs) It's just yeah, it's like they (laughs) No, they didn't
2: find it. They lived yeah. happily ever after.
0: <laughs> yeah, they searched for a land where there was no war or whatever, and they didn't find it. But they still live happily ever after. Okay. Sure.
2: And the the war scenes, too. Um, the problem is, since both sides look so similar, it was mm-hmm. really hard to tell who was what on what side fighting. Right. They, they, it, they
0: look t- totally the same, and it's like their whole thing is like every – every time the tribe keeps one upping each other with brand new warfare technology. So like they had this one point and, and they always, they always line up and charge each other too, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And this one time the you know, the cave tribes like, so we're going to charge into them, But this time we're going to charge our heads into their bellies instead of like knocking our heads on their heads. And that will Dallas fix them. But the, uh, the other tribe has turtle shells strapped to their back and they it's turn like around the yeah.
2: second time they have turtle yeah. shells yeah and they then her- the third time the other side has clubs that can club mm-hmm. the heads so that now they're not hitting their heads on these turtle shells right like it's just this continuous back and forth of who's more clever of making weapons which touches on points of like current uh situations mm-hmm. but god damn it was it ever in the most annoying boring way possible
0: it's yeah there's there's like really honestly outside of looking at the women there's nothing good in this movie there
2: was one scene where the guy was like headbutting and he just like kept headbutting and i was like that's a funny scene (laughs) Mm -hmm. not many of them that was actually funny
0: and that's where it's like a cartoon too because it's like boing 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 noises all the time while he's doing it so you know it's like oh my god
2: okay so sorry i this is do you just remind me of something um the whole like peacocking thing with like the chicken sounds. So she yeah. has, with like, like fucking chicken fingers, like, bah, 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 right. and, like trying to like seduce this guy,
1: and then <laughs>
2: and then the fact that like the guy who's trying to be like to, to fuck all the the guys, he does it mm-hmm. to try and seduce them. I was like. <laughs> You know, what? I'm I'm open. I understand all kink, kink. I understand there's all kinks for every type of person, mm. but God damn it, chicken sounds. Again, if that's your thing, that's your thing. But
0: yeah, I I, just I don't it's
2: know. Like the most annoying sounds. I, I
0: yeah. I I missed I missed the joke behind why it was specifically chicken sounds. Like there must have been something. There's some sort of I context mean, I think
2: it was. there. I just kept bringing it up. Like when when she's like. We have to fight. We don't want you to fight anymore. And the guy seduces her and he's like starts making chicken sounds and she's like, Oh, uh, oh, I might whatever. And they're like, No, you have to fight against it. I'm like, he said two fucking words. How are you already so horny? Like, Calm yourself.
0: <laughs> Get women, yourself a glass
2: of water. Calm yourself.
0: These women are starved, Lee, because these oh, dudes I are guess, the worst.
2: I guess because they're fighting over water, they're very thirsty. So
0: <laughs> you No, know, here's the here's the thing I was thinking throughout this entire film. The women are keep, keep getting every time in the film, the women get frustrated by the dudes. Fuck each other. The women, they the women, yeah, like. the, the yes, exactly. The women, you know, yeah, you, you know what, I, I'm kind of thinking in that threesome, the women never touched because they cannot come to the conclusion that you know what, we're just going to leave the men and go to our own camp. You should just fuck each other at your own camp, you and you'll know how to please each other way better than these fucking assholes can like uh, yeah it's pretty obvious i'd rather just see a movie of all of them fucking all the time that would be way better yeah. just make the yeah just make the the legit soft core or hardcore version of this movie where it's just the females like the, in the first five minutes they go these dudes suck let's go let's go over to the other valley and, and set up a new camp and just fuck and it's like okay i'll watch that for you know an hour and a half
2: that's fine <laughs> We just need semen on the occasion time to do so Okay, that's another thing too, which I thought was hilarious. Both the tribes were just like male female, but mm-hmm. none, no children, no different ages. They were literally no. just like the peak age of like, oh, we're just horny. I so. I
0: I think even the Italians wouldn't allow children on set with all those titties out mean- all the time.
2: I don't mean like allowing. No, no, I know, having, like, I know what you mean. Age, like even having someone who's older, right? You had the mm-hmm. one older guy, but he was fucking like a really young girl. Like you think you'd have like the grandma out there who's like ready to fuck or something? Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> that. See, that would be funny. That would take you know them thinking a little bit outside the box. It's like yeah, you should probably have a horny grandma here, and that would be funny. Like that would actually be there's potential there for humor. But no, this you know. This was a cheap concept. It was a ripoff concept. They did it to make money. And apparently this film, from what I read in some places, did okay. Like, well, you know, probably like
2: because, was- like, people were hiding the fact that they were masturbating. Like, mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry, but, like, I mean, pornography wasn't as easily accessible back exactly. then as it is yeah. now. So, considering the joke was, like, back in the day, you'd get the Sears catalog and go to the lingerie section. Oh, yeah. Like, I could totally uh, see this being the movie to be, like, secretly, uh, it's a comedy. We should watch this. And realistically, it's getting your, like, rocks off.
0: <laughs> fondly remember the, the Sears catalog. And I feel like, maybe I'm just thinking, remembering this differently, but I feel like, you know, last few years before the Sears catalog sort of discontinued, they, they started to caught on. And was like, you know what, we, maybe parents complained or something. We can't have our sexiest underwear in it anymore. We're, we're going to have, you know, the bigger granny panties and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah.
2: unfortunate. It's very unfortunate because, yeah,
0: cause,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> us desperate people. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh no, my children might see people in lingerie in a magazine in a specific mm. section, while the internet is perfectly easily accessible.
0: <laughs> see, I was a healthy kid, though. I, I, I look at. Of course, I'd look at the uh, at the underwear section, but I also, you know, eventually wander over to the transformers and stuff like that and i was like oh look at this
2: everything was done you'd be like hey time to go to the toy section
0: well i didn't well i mean when i was still looking at the toy section i didn't i didn't start popping boners that quite that early but you know
2: aren't you still looking at toy sections no (laughs) damn it i am
0: (laughs) oh yeah no i I haven't uh, looked at toy sections anything in the longest time Unless, unless you count, like, my DVD collection. Maybe that's just a replacement for the toy selection, I guess.
2: I, uh... <laughs> I always thought it was funny, because, like, I did the same stuff, but obviously it was less obvious for a female to do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But, um it was handy but you, <laughs> you know.
0: get the bet and you got the best of both worlds because you could look at the female and the male stuff and, and get uh get I wasn't fun into the both. Male stuff. no there
2: was no-, no there was nothing in the male stuff that interested me um it was just female stuff i don't know i uh i find that i'm more attracted to the female body than i am the male body
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh, just- and, and and also i seem to recall like they did you know as much as you t- as people talk about oh you don't have like realistic female like average female models in in these ads they do the same thing with dudes too you never you never see like a like the 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 kind of male that you're usually into the the bigger beefier like hairy chested dude
2: no either. i don't so, yeah yeah, it's always disappointing where you open the magazine and you're like, "Am I supposed to be attracted to this?" <laughs> <laughs> and we are the groomers. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah,
0: right, right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, do you have anything else you want to mention about this, or?
2: No, it was a terrible movie. I do not recommend. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone should watch it. Um, this is probably like the first time I ever gonna say, "Don't watch this movie." Like, if there's nothing about it, there's better movies with boobs out there. There's better movies that are like joking about sex things and sex comedies and all that stuff there's just better all around better there's nothing no reason to watch this movie
0: i am not gonna say don't watch it i'm not gonna say watch it i'm gonna sit kind of neutral on this in in a sense because i think for people who like obscure italian shit that they've never seen before there's at least the value of checking it out
2: that's just categorically though, being like, cool. I could check this off my list as someone mm-hmm. who like is looking for a recommended movie. No,
0: would not recommend. No, definitely not. Uh, even for people who like like who are like super into like you know horned up Italian sex comedies and stuff like that, even that it, it falls super short. It, it's basically it like, like I said, a nudie cutie, but it's a nudie cutie that's like ten years of date at this point because nudie cuties kind of died in the sixties, because you started getting like more risque sex comedies and stuff like that, where they full on have, you know, like soft core sex and stuff like that. So no long, you didn't have to worry any longer about like, Oh, here's the most risque movie. You can see it's a bunch of naked women running around or lounging around at a nudist camp or something like that. And this goes right back to that. Like, this is basically that, like, this is like a 1950s nudie cutie done in the seventies. And it's, not good. <laughs> it's just not good.
2: You know, everything was bad. Acting was bad. Um, the the cut scenes were just atrocious. Like, you're just so confused. The the storyline was bad. The jokes were bad. Like, like we said, the best thing is probably about it was the sets. Like, the sets yeah. were actually looked pretty decent. And the intro.
1: Yeah. Just yeah.
2: Google the intro. That's all you need to see. <laughs> I picked very poorly.
0: Uh, no, it's fine. Uh, I, I still enjoyed talking about it. <laughs> it, 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 at least, it at least made for an interesting discussion, even if the I movie thought, itself sucked.
2: I thought the title was funny, so I expected something stupid, like just to make mm-hmm. fun of themselves type thing. It was not. It was very disappointing.
0: Yeah. Uh, if you do want to find it, there's probably, I don't know if you, if you can find these discs anymore. They're most likely out of print long ago. But uh, something weird, and image video did release DVDs of this. RareLust.com has this on their servers if you want to find it. I, I tried downloading it, but it was, it was giving me trouble on the day I tried to download it. But it, it's probably still there. I ripped this from something called SleazeMovies.com. And uploaded it to my YouTube so uh, Lady Lee could see it without pop ups and all kinds of people trying to hack her info and stuff like that. So there you go. Um, so mm-hmm. if anyone really wants this, just hit me up and I'll give you a link to it.
2: <laughs> That's even easier. Yeah, if you really are curious, yeah, just do that. Don't.
0: oh Yeah, I'll leave it. it. I'll leave it on my YouTube channel. It's fine. Uh, it's not
2: worth the time or energy or anything. <laughs> to,
0: to no. Get it. If you yeah, if you really want it, so. It is my pick now for the next uh, movie.
2: It is, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. So our main actress here, Alistra, uh, Nadia Cassini, she was in a bunch of interesting stuff. And this is one we've kind of wanted, at least I've wanted to do on the podcast for a while now. And it gives us the opportunity to both do a film. I've wanted to check off the list. And when you go to pick, mm-hmm. it gives you the opportunity to get away from Italy if you so choose. Because <laughs> there's will, a bunch, because there's a bunch of American actors in it, so
2: I will very much admit that I seem to be on the trend of picking. Because even when there was options not to, I always end up picking like someone who's Italian.
0: Hey, if if you want to, if you want to keep rolling on the pasta train, we will. Uh, I have no complaints. I'm just, I was just giving you, I've given you more variety here. So I appreciate um, it.
2: Yeah, I have so, not.
0: <laughs> okay, so Nadia Cassini. She was in a little film called Star Crash from 1978. So that is what we're going to be doing next.
2: Okay, I just uh, found it. It looks interesting. Yeah, I am, it, I'm I'm excited. This this looks like a a hilariously bad space movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a uh, it is an Italian Star Wars ripoff film.
2: Amazing! I'm stoked.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, Lady Lee, where can people find you on the interweb?
2: Are we doing the the stats and stuff? I or is there none?
0: There is none. They're like, okay. there's no box office or anything like that, and we've basically talked about all the trivia for it in the actual discussion. So,
2: oh, perfect. Okay, then yeah. uh, you can find me on Instagram at mighty tiny all star. <laughs>
0: Excellent. Excellent. And you can find us at tmbdos.podbean.com where you can find all of our other episodes. Recently, I made a boner and uh, like I was trying to update some stuff on the Podbean site. And I accidentally saved one of our older episodes, like episode 12, I think it was, in a a draft form. And then when I resaved it in the regular way, it published it again. So people might've gotten episode 12 of this podcast from years and years ago in their feeds by accident. And I apologize for that. Uh, I, I still recall it being a decent episode and all. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's not a current episode at all. I'll also mention if people want to follow me, Lee underscore Russell on letterboxd. I recently made a new list under my profile listing all the movies we've officially reviewed on the podcast it took me like three hours to do the list because i had to go oh, sca- i had to scan through every fucking episode but um it's up there if people are interested and uh, yeah join the facebook group best way to get in touch with us and all that stuff and find out what's coming up in the podcast and let us know how we're doing and how much you love us and how much you hate us and whatever in between how much you want to like make ding dong with us The it's <laughs> you know But yeah, until then, this is all I got to say to our listeners.
1: You get your stinking ass out of here.
0: And uh, thank you. Thank your stinking asses for listening. And thank you, Lady Lee. And we're going to leave. Goodbye. Bye. Been listening to TMB DOS. They must be destroyed on site. For further episodes of this podcast, please go to TMBDOS.podbean.com. We're also on Apple Podcasts and pretty much any pod catcher that you can find. Thank you. Drive through.